Tasty Wine Taste Podcast. Hello everybody, welcome to the new episode of the Wine Taste Podcast. This is Antonello Biancalana, thank you for joining us in this new episode. We are going to talk about wine sensorial tasting and after having covered the subject of white wine uh, uh, appearance, now it is the time to talk about one of the most underrated wine styles, uh, not because they are bad, but because uh, for the fact that in the past uh, producers did not pay much attention on this wine style and the result was not so good. Fortunately, producer got a better awareness as well as consumers and now this style of wine is getting better and better. We are talking about rose wine or blush wines as the, our American friends uh, uh, sometimes define this style of wine and this wine should be getting more attention from consumers and first of all the rose wine is not a blend of white and red wine. This is forbidden by wine law everywhere in the world, or, or at least in most of the wine-producing countries in the world. It is, of course, a styling between white and red, but first of all, let's understand how rose wines are produced. Rose wines are made from red berry grapes, Virtually every red berried grape is okay for making rose wines, but the color is just a technique used in between from the production of red wines. You all probably know that the, the color in red wine is because of those coloring substances in the grape skin, and this is also true for rose wines as well. You know that uh, most that is the grape juice, when you uh, crush the berries, uh, what you get is a, a white liquid. Uh, to tell the truth, it is not white, but a uh, color uh, between uh, green and uh, gray. But let's consider this liquid to be white, and uh, it gets its color by uh, allowing the skins of the grape to stay in contact with the must, and this is ex extracting coloring substances from the skin and therefore coloring the must. This is what happens for uh, red wines, of course, and if we allow the, the, the grape juice to stay in contact with the, the skins for a very short time, namely uh, 6 hours or 12 or 24 hours, what we get is a rose wine. That is, there is no much time for the color to be extracted in such a quantity to color the wine as red. This is what happened most of the time, so we should uh, remember that this is not the only technique used for making rose wines. The other one is what the French call saigné, that is bleeding, and this technique consists in drawing off uh, a part of the grape juice, of the fermenting grape juice from the red wine production, and what we get is a, 
uh, arroz grape juice, ar ar arroz fermenting must, and the remaining part will be in the fermenting tank of the red wine, and the technique is used for uh, giving a red wine a fuller body, because as the ratio between the skins and the uh, and uh, grape juice uh, changes in favor of the grape skins and the result will be a red wine having a higher quantity of solid substances and this will increase the body and structure. It should be said that the color in the, in uh, rose wines also depends from uh, many factors and this including uh, the type of grape. Not all grapes have the same uh, property of coloring a wine. Uh, for example, if we use a uh, Merlot grape for uh, making a rose wine, virtually every uh, red berry grape can be used for the production of rose wine. However, a uh, Merlot grape or uh, Cabernet Sauvignon grape uh, certainly have a higher quantity of coloring substances than Pinot Noir or Nebbiolo, for example. There also are um, other factors uh, affecting the color of uh, rose wines, including the area of production, therefore territory, soil, and uh, meteorological condition of the year, uh, also are affecting the overall result of the color in uh, uh, rose wines. It uh, should be said that uh, for the production of rose wine, it is not allowed the blending of red and white uh, wines. This is forbidden in most of the wine producing countries in the world. And the only exception for this is the production of sparkling wines. And uh, we can consider, for example, a rose champagne or a rose franciacorta, where they can use just a, a red berry grape in this. But in both cases, of course, it is Pinot Noir and no Chardonnay or Pinot Blanc or other white berry grapes and uh, also using red berry grapes and using signe and this will pr produce a, a pink colored must therefore arrest wine. After that the wine undergoes the technique used for the specific style of the sparkling wines and therefore giving a, a rose sparkling wine at the end. Uh, when you draw the the part of the most from with the saignet technique with the bleeding technique therefore uh, the production continues uh, like every white wine that is uh, the, the fermentation is allowed to come to an end and therefore you have a rose wine. Uh, the color in uh, rose wines uh, uh, can therefore vary according all of the factors that I mentioned and uh, we can have according to the time of the maceration 6, 12 or 24 hour we can have a, a, a pale pink color and this usually is the sign of a very short maceration of the grape uh, skins in must and therefore we are getting a cherry pink color we should consider uh, this color of a cherry in the ripening process when it is not already red but still in a, a between pink and red. Uh, then we have uh, onion skin pink and also salmon 
uh, color uh, also up to getting to a pale red color uh, not really the red that you can usually see in a red wine but consider this to be an in-between uh, from red and pink there are all other factors influencing the color of a rose wine uh, for example the aging technique sometimes uh, rose wines but this is very rare it should be said are allowed to ferment or age in a wood container the barrique or a, or a large cask and the oxidation taking place in this type of container usually uh, gives the wine uh, uh, a deeper color but also giving a, a colors similar to orange or copper or bronze it should be said that uh, also in uh, uh, young wines they follow the same rule of the red wines we will cover the red wine appearance later in our next episode of our podcast but in uh, young rose wines you can sometimes observe uh, uh, nuances of blue and purple this is because in uh, grape skins uh, besides the red coloring substances we also have blue substances and this gives a purple color if we mix red and blue we get purple and uh, if we observe but not all the time this is possible to see in a pink wine if we observe a why a, a young rose wine we can sometimes see a purple nuances a blue nuances with time the the the, the blue deteriorates and uh, precipitates to the bottom of the wine uh, and leaving uh, uh, the scene to to direct pigments of the of the grape if we consider a, a mature rose wine and uh, this is not something happening so frequently the color turns into orange bronze and uh, copper color and this is very rare because usually rose wines are meant to be drunk in their early uh, life they are uh, usually produced uh, to be consumed uh, between two three years from uh, harvesting so it is not so usually to see an orange or coppery rose wine this means that the wine has gone and uh, uh, passed the best time okay that's it for the moment and uh, thank you for uh, listening our podcast and thank you so much uh, to you all we are very happy to know that a lot of you is listening our podcast on a regular basis and this is means a lot to us so hope you will join us on the next episode of the wine taste podcast and for the moment my wish as usual uh, to have a good wine uh, in moderation provided it's a quality wine this is Antonello Biancalana. Hope you will join me on the next episode of the Wine Taste Podcast. The Wine Taste Podcast. <laughs>